Hi, I'm Councillor Holly Cairns and this is Inside the Chamber, my podcast about being a public representative and how decisions are made in local government. This week I talk about my more controversial encounters on Cork County Council, including a motion to increase transparency and the local property tax. So Holly, some of your activity, the things you've been up to, have gotten mixed reactions in the media. Can you tell us a bit more about that? One of the things that yeah generated, I suppose, the biggest mixed reaction was the local property tax. So I suppose it was it makes sense that people were confused because the result or the what you'd read in the paper was that uh, I voted against an increase in property tax and seconded the proposal to increase it. So in the interest of transparency, I talk about it a lot. I'd like to explain what happened. I haven't had an opportunity to. So it was my first time attending one of these meetings, the local property tax. I was interested to see how it worked. I did my own research on how I felt about it. And I think on the whole, theoretically, it's great. A small increase in property tax, it could amount to be something like 50 cent a week per household. And we're able to increase really important services and amenities, parks for children, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. It has so many merits. But looked into it further and what happens is 20% of the property tax collected goes into equalisation fund and is redistributed then across all the counties. So net contributor counties like Cork lose out. So we collect more and we get less back. Mm-hmm. And Cork often loses out for its size. We have the biggest road network in the country and we get the, the same amount of funding. So our roads aren't as good as other counties. For that reason, I was against an increase in it. Also, it, it wasn't going to be funding that we could ring fence for things like parks or roads. We wouldn't necessarily have a say in it. So it's just not good enough. I couldn't say, oh, definitely, I'm sure I want to vote for an increase. It's, you know, yeah. too many reasons not to. So I thought no variation would probably be the way forward. Went to the meeting and on one side of the room, you have Fianna Fáil saying, we propose no variation. So keep property tax the same. And then Fine Gael and Labour, and I'm paraphrasing now, were saying, no, that's a terrible idea. And I was like, OK, what are they going to say? What, what, what's their proposal going to be? But there wasn't one. And I was like, this is confusing. They're saying Fianna Fáil have had a terrible idea, but they're not proposing something different. In my naivety, I didn't understand that they don't want headlines to say Fine Gael and Labour increased your property tax. Then the Green Party put forward a proposal to increase it by 5%. And highlighted all of the merits of it that I really, really agree with. It is helping the the wider community and we can increase our services, things that we really, really need to improve on. And I genuinely agree with the points that he made. Then the chair of the meeting said, OK, we need a seconder for that proposal. And nobody would second it, despite more than half of the room saying they were in favour of it. And I honestly was flabbergasted. I just couldn't believe that you could say one thing and not back it up with anything. Yeah. It's just, I think it's your, your basic role as an elected representative to say things that sometimes aren't popular. I'm sick of voting for people who say what you apparently want to hear. We need, you know, people who are willing to say the difficult things too. Yeah. So I just thought, this is ridiculous. He's made a really good case for why we should increase it. I'm not voting to increase it. But I think it's worth debate, the merits of property tax. I think it's worth a discussion and I think we can always vote against it. So I said, in the interest of fair debate, I will second the motion. So I did. And then something I've never seen happen before was the whole chamber had to call a timeout because the councillors 
in favour of increasing it hadn't planned on actually having to vote for that. And again, I just couldn't believe it. I was just so shocked that this is what happened. Came round, we had the vote. I explained why I was voting against it. The equalisation fund, the way it would be distributed being unknown. And I voted against it. The majority of the chamber voted for it. And there we had an increase in property tax. So you were talking about transparency in decision making now and in, in how you made that decision about the, the property tax and the, the need for debate and, and having informed debates. I know that you had another motion that got reaction in the media about transparency. Yeah. So all of these other meetings that we've spoken about, I suppose, brought me to this motion and that was receiving document, you know, the response to my motion to rezone the site for the proposed plastics factory in Skibreen, receiving a big response to that just before the meeting started, not being able to read it. The lack of transparency in general, you know, if we can't read documents, understand what we're voting on and deciding on, we can't make informed decisions. So I decided that I should just try and change it. Like it just wasn't suitable. I I didn't have time to to, to read anything. I can't speed read. can't read 500. How long before would you be getting the documents before the meeting, before you had to make the decision? Moments. So the agenda is sent out from Cork County Council on Wednesday. So it could arrive on Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. and the meetings are on Monday. But responses to motions, other relevant documentation, it could be like a big, like a thick document on a proposal for a development or something, that you likely get the morning of the meeting. So just before, there just isn't time to read it. So I put forward a motion saying that it's our basic role as councillors to make informed decisions on behalf of our communities and that at present it isn't possible. I used that exact day as an example of standard practice. I, re- I received a five-page response to that motion just before the me- meeting started. And on the Monday before that, at our municipal district meeting, we were presented with a really lengthy document for a proposed development in Castletown Bear. And there simply, and quite literally, was no time to read it. So I expressed that it wasn't my intention to insinuate that it was intentional or to create additional work for council staff or to be unreasonable in the case of a mitigating circumstance. I stated that was my intention to facilitate elected members to make informed decisions because it is the fundamental aspect of our role and said that I understand that there may be risk of information being leaked to the press because I've been told this was a concern, but that we should work to prevent that occurrence rather than withholding information in relation to important documents. I said that receiving the agenda Thursday or Friday before Monday meetings, acknowledging that Saturday and Sunday are not working days, along with receiving all the relevant documents moments before the meetings, literally impedes us from being able to do the job we're elected to do. So therefore, in order to give members the necessary time to read documents and understand them, I propose that we, in line with the Local Government Act, ensure that members receive documents not less than three clear working days before any meeting. Which I thought was a really basic request. You know, I want to be able to do my job. I'm going to be held accountable for making these decisions. I want to make sure I'm making the right ones. I was delighted with the support I got from my fellow councillors in the chamber. I think there was one councillor who didn't agree and said that we couldn't be trusted to not leak documents, which, you know, (laughs) that's a bit worrying. I disagree. I think it's more important that we are making informed decisions and that should be our, our main aim. Everybody else supported it which I was really grateful for. The motion was passed and it was referred on to the corporate policy group Mm -hmm. to iron out the details. So would they be emailed to us? What day would they be emailed on? Would they be posted to us? What day would they be posted? This sort of thing. And in a way, like when something gets referred to a group, sometimes I'm a bit like, is that a way of kicking the can down the road? Or like, I suppose we can't iron out all the details in this meeting. But I was saying, okay, can I 
like attend that meeting and the advice was to familiarize myself with the members of the group so I was like what is the core corporate policy group exactly like later trying to figure this stuff out and is all the chairs of the SPCs which are the strategic policy committees they're all sewn up by who's got the biggest grouping in the chamber so you always have the same people making policy and the same people making these decisions and ironing out the details of things which I think is a shame I think mm-hmm. there should be a spread of people from different parties perhaps different party leaders I think could be done differently for example there is no female chairs of corporate policy groups and corporate <laughs> council not one and I think that's a shame I think it's unnecessary but I'm delighted that the motion passed but I think it's worth noting when I arrived into County Hall that day, I could sense the uncomfortableness amongst some of my colleagues, like they were sort of worried about my motion going forward, thought that it was a bit a bit racy. And I was saying, no, guys, I think this is fine. Like, I think this is a really basic request. I don't think anyone's going to mind us wanting to make informed decisions. That's our job. But they were right. After that meeting, the head of Cork County Council essentially told me that for one, I was offending and sort of upsetting the staff on Cork County Council by insinuating that they weren't doing it the correct way already which I said of course this is not my intention I you know wasn't my intention to offend or upset anybody it's my intention to be able to carry out my job so sorry about that but I'll you know they also said that the nature of my emotions and my Facebook page were derogatory you know I said I'm, I'm explaining my experience honestly and truthfully as I go through it which is exactly what we're doing here in this podcast too I'm not trying to insinuate that anyone does a shabby job. I'm just saying how it is. And I'm going to continue to do that. But a bit like being told I was out of line for asking where we get our specialist advice from, I was very surprised that I was told that it was derogatory for me to want to be able to do my job, essentially. I mean, to say I was trying to upset and offend staff in Cork County Council, the staff in Cork County Council are amazing. They do an amazing job. That was the last thing I was trying to do. You know, it's just ridiculous and it is a surprise. Thank you so much for explaining um, (laughs) and and giving us more background information about what you've been up to at the council. Thank you. Please follow me on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The music theme is Safety Net by Riot, taken from the YouTube audio library.